I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Today, our guest on the podcast is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder, who will talk about Main Street Recovery, the state's new grant program that will offer grants of up to $15,000 to businesses to reimburse interruptions or expenses that resulted from the pandemic. Treasurer Schroeder, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. So could you, could you give us a brief history of how the program came to be? Yeah, so this is part of the CARES Act money that there's big conversation about uh, throughout the whole United States. The, the Fed sent $1.8 billion in grant money to the state of Louisiana. It was sort of unheard of because it sort of came with no strings attached. I mean, we, we literally had this money deposited directly into the Department of Treasury, and it sat there for a couple months before before the state could even figure out what to do with it. And this is very common. I mean, there are states in, in around the country that still haven't quite figured out what are they going to do with all the money that they receive. So, uh, and then recently, fast forward in a few months, the legislature uh, uh, passed legislation that would take and peel off $275 million for small business, which I give them much credit for. Because small business, if we don't get small business up back and running or give them some aid, and, I, and as I tell people, yes, this is a band-aid, but some aid is better than no aid. But if we don't get them some help, it's going to have such a, a, a trickle-down effect, negative effect on government, everything that relies uh, on small business. Because it's not just goods, it's jobs. 53% of the jobs in Louisiana uh, are, are directly uh, worked for or attributed to small business. And when I say small business, we're talking um, 50 people or less. These aren't big companies. These are, are, are companies that have 50 employees all the way down to one. So there's a $275 million grant program that's been set up in the Department of Treasury by legislation. We have been working around the clock for about eight work days now. This program will kick off on July 28th. It will run through December 1st is the last day. And within the first 21 days of the program kicking off, only businesses eligible for the grant will be businesses that have received no aid from the federal government to date and, and not a penny. Now, a lot of companies have gotten $1,000. I've talked to a lot of people who just received $1,000. Well, you won't be eligible in the first 21 days. You will have to wait that 21 day and then you, you'll, you'll be able, your application will be able to be processed. Also set aside within the first 60 days of the program is $40 million for minority-owned businesses, both uh, minority women and veteran-owned. So in the first 60 days, there's $40 million set aside uh, for those type businesses. 
Um, we will go live on, as I said, July 28th. Um, our website will go live sometime later today. Uh, today is Friday. I'm not sure when the podcast is going to uh, go uh, be broadcast, but um, today is July 10th, and it will go live sometime later this evening. But you, all you have to do is go to www.latreasure.com at any time when you hear this um, about this program. And just click on the Main Street Recovery Program, and uh, it will take you directly into the, the program, the website. Obviously, right now, the application isn't up till the 28th, but it has a lot of information that you can see. And it, it even has a little pre-test uh, or a quiz that um, six or seven questions on it that basically gives you an idea, hey, does my business qualify? And, and doesn't mean that you're going to get your application approved, but at least it lets you know that, hey, um, you, you, you've met the basic things. And some of those are like you, the law specifies that you had to have filed your taxes in 2018 or 2019 or will be filing them in 2020. You have to be a, a, a company based in good standing in Louisiana, 50% or more has to be owned by a Louisiana resident. You can't have more than 50 employees. Um, those are some of the basic qualifications that you're gonna see on this quiz. Um, I'm really excited to have the opportunity as, as your treasurer to administer this program. I am a small business owner. My wife and I are in the real estate business, construction, residential. Um, we, we have rental properties. I, I see it every day. I understand the plight. I understand what the small business owners are going through right now just to survive. And quite frankly, I don't think many of them are going to survive. So this is just a small lifeline. As I said earlier, it's a band-aid. Some aid is better than no aid. I, I, I do want to uh, comment or, or, or say that what can you do now uh, right now, between July 10th and July 28th, to get ready for the program to be launched. This is a reimbursement program, which means you have to have COVID-related expenses that you submit and that you will be reimbursed for. So you're going to have to be able to prove that. You're going to have to show receipts, invoices, however you do it but you will have to download those items into your application. Now, look, I know most people do not have the ability to scan anything from their home or, or I mean, I'm your state treasurer and I don't scan anything from my house. I can take pictures and email them to myself. So what I'm, what I'm encouraging people to do is get with their bookkeepers, get with their accountants. If, if you do your own books, go someplace, scan your documents, run the Kinko's, whatever you need to do, take pictures from your phone and get them all downloaded into your computer and get ready. There is no stupid question. In fact, the stupidest question is the one you never ask. If, 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 if there's some doubt, then submit the invoice. Every claim is going to be looked at by an accountant with post weight in Baton Rouge. 
um, which I'm very proud to partner up with this company. They have 400 Louisiana residents that, that work for their company. And when you call that call center, or you call that phone number, you're going to have a Louisiana resident answer and be very willing and capable of helping you through this process. One of the other things we're working on real strongly is, um, is outreach. You know, we have uh, $40 million set aside for minority businesses. Um, and I want to make sure that we have a reach across the ins- this entire state, whether it's a urban, a suburban, country, whatever. Poor, medium, wealthy, I want to go everywhere. So what I've, I've, my goal is to have 200 locations across the whole state of Louisiana that if you don't have broadband or internet or you don't have technology, that you can go someplace and ask for some help. I've, I've asked and requested uh, the legislators across the state of Louisiana to open their offices to, to their constituents to where they can come in and use their technology, scan their documents, fill out the application, either do it in writing or whatever. But I think it would, you know, we have legislators in every parish. And I don't, I, I don't know of a better, better way to sort of blanket the state than use the legislative offices. And some of them have multiple offices in the, in the rural areas. So I'm really excited. We're getting a lot of feedback from those guys uh, with, with their assistance. So my goal is to, um, obviously, uh, with technology, you know, we, we suspect that about 90% of the folks will be able to go online and, and not have a problem um, with the applications. But we also want to make sure that that one or two or three or 10 businesses who, who are out in our rural communities have the opportunity to, to make applications who may not have good access to technology um, or, or broadband. So that's that's my, my spiel in a, in a couple minutes, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. That's great. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I do have some follow-ups. I'm picturing so many people having applied for one of those two federal programs that I don't, I don't know how many people there are that, that wouldn't have and that maybe wouldn't have gotten that you know $1,000 idle advance. Yeah, well, here's a, a statistic that's going to just smoke you then. <laughs> okay. Of 457,000 small businesses in Louisiana. I mean, these are registered, documented businesses in Louisiana. Only about 70,000 have received aid. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of businesses in Louisiana who have received nothing. And it's really makes sense to me, though. I mean, look, I do business. I have a lot of uh, uh, tenants and that I rent to that are small mom and pop business on the North Shore in St. Candy Parish. Um, and they just going to work every day. They're working for a paycheck. They're not playing golf on the weekends and, 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 and hitting the beaches during the week. These guys are going to work, most of them, six days a week, working 12, 14, 15 hours a day, every day. That's what this is designed to hit. Um, and but the problem is, though, they don't belong to the chambers and they don't belong to economic development groups. And they don't belong to organizations. They go to work every day. It's too expensive to pay dues and all that kind of stuff. You know, so 
that's why the outreach and doing podcasts and, and doing PSAs and getting the word out is going to be really important. Because let's face it, a lot, we're in a time where people don't have a lot of faith in government right now. Uh, what do you mean it's a grant? I, I guess I'm going to have to pay that back. No, you won't have to pay that back. This is a grant. As long as you prove that you had the expense, when the state sends you this money, this check, and it's coming from Treasury, the Department of Treasury, no check is better. There's no better feeling than to go to your mailbox and see a, a check from the state treasurer of Louisiana. I love doing that. It's the best part of my job. But you asked about the type of businesses. These are these are typically storefronts, small business that you see. And I don't know um, what part of the state you're in, but um, you know if you're in New Orleans, if you can imagine walking down Oak Street. Um, all those small businesses, those are all very small. And I promise you, 90% of them have received no aid. Um, it can also be a home-based business. Uh, and let's face it, a lot of people right now are home running their business. Um, so as long as you have a location that, that uh, your customer or your employees can come and, and do business, then you qualify. So that brings in a lot of, lot of different um, businesses. Um, a lot of home-based businesses, but certainly the barbershops, salons, the nail salons, the, the little corner grocery store, a little sports bar that's been shut down for a while that we all enjoy going to at some point. You know, the little restaurants, little neighborhood restaurants that, that get extremely hard. You know, so it's it's all those kind of things, but it's also real estate agents and financial advisors and insurance agents. All we could just go on and on and on, um, but you, you do have to have a fiscal location where you run your business, and you do have to have a fiscal location where the customer or the employer or your employees come to and go to. Um, if you have a web based business where you have no customers that come to your place of business, probably not going to qualify. So, why did you want to make sure it was limited to businesses with a physical location? Well, it's not me. I'm just following the law. I didn't write it. And, uh, you know, the legislature um, was was very specific and wanted to try to help the brick-and-mortar type businesses. But I also, just to clarify, you know, what does brick-and-mortar mean? I mean, does it mean that, that food truck that, uh, you know, you own a food truck and you have a business and you go – uh, sell food on the corners, uh, that's your brick and mortar. That is your place of business and your customers come to that location. So th th there is a lot of room for interpretation. That's going to be the hardest part of my job is interpreting some of these things, but we'll, we'll take care of it. What, what does the business have to do to qualify for the full $15,000? You just have to have Excess of uh, $15,000 of receipts have not received any funding from the from the feds or, um, you know, as an example, if you had $50,000 worth of, of, of bills that are COVID related that are lost inventory, your rent, utilities, you know, there's a, a lot of things that come any any equipment that you bought to help you to to social distance that's all qualified expenses. But let's say you had $50,000 worth of expenses and you received $25,000 in aid from the feds. Well, it leaves a $25,000 pot that's eligible for this grant. So 
you you'd be eligible for fifteen thousand dollars. So it is important to know that this is a first come first serve, and the and the and the way the technology works, the way this portal works, it's a it's a first come first serve with the applications as well. So as soon as you get in line, you're, it's eventually just going to come to you, you know. But when it, once it hits its mark, once it hits its dollar amount, then we're done, and you'll be able to see on the internet which I think is pretty neat. I love technology. You'll be able to see how much money's left daily. Oh, really? It's going to have a countdown. Yeah, a little countdown. Correct. Um, so you had, I heard just you discuss some one of the stories online, the possibility of, of having this cover lost income, but is that still undecided? Yeah, that's undecided. In fact, uh, today, July 10th, I actually have a call uh, with Congressman Scalise's office to try to get some clarification because that is that is a big I say a misunderstanding. There's just not clarity on what is economic loss. So we have to we we're working through that over the next four or five days, and hopefully we can come to a you know a conclusion on it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of you know, say small mom and pops might be able to easily show hey this is what i made last march and april and this and this is what i made this march and april and it's significantly less but then they might not have spent fifteen thousand dollars worth of expenses on you know covid related cleaning supplies so that it might make it um yeah right you know that's going to make no, it i agree if, if you do lost revenue the money the money's not going to last long but i also um am happy to see that rents are included because most businesses, most small businesses, they're renting space from somebody. So the good thing about rent being covered, you can kill two birds with one stone because you you give the money to the business owner, the business owner pays their rent to the landlord, which has been great discussion about how, how hard the landlords are being hit who have mortgages at the bank. I mean, you talk about a trickle down effect um that's major so i was very happy to see rents included because that's going to help a lot of small businesses get out of the hole with their rent that's passed through um so that brings me to a sort of a bigger question i wanted to ask you about a, just a big picture thought yesterday i wrote a story here, here in new orleans about just a the increase in anxiety right now because of the, the recent rise in cases, which then led to new new rules going to effect in New Orleans this tomorrow to limit you know some of the activity at bars and things, uh, combined with um, you know the the lift on the ban of evictions, uh, and then add, adding to that that in what two weeks the federal boost to the state unemployment insurance weekly payments is going away. So there's anxiety about all of the people that you know work in the hospitality industry that don't really have a job waiting for them and they're going to lose their, their benefits. So that it's, it's kind of what you're talking about where they're, you know, where's the rent going to come from? So uh, as treasurer looking at the big picture, looking across the state, what, what, what's, what are your thoughts and biggest worries about the, the coming, you know, the second half of this year and then going on into the future? Well, look, money, there's not going to be enough money. There's just clearly not. I mean, uh, I'm in the real estate business. Uh, we have some retail business. Uh, we have rental properties. I have tenants that are in the rear on rent with that they'll never be able to pay back. 
um, they, they just don't make that kind of money to, to go catch up three, four months of rent. That's a, that's a major concern of mine. Now, fortunately for me and, and my wife, we're, you know, we're older and we're, we're on the backsides of our career and we're sort of getting a retirement mode and, you know, we're doing okay financially. We don't have a lot of debt. So I can, I can absorb some of my tenants not paying their rent. And I don't go tell them that but <laughs> because I haven't pressured them to pay their rent either. I just told them, do what you can do. But I know what I'm doing with my 30 or so tenants multiply that times hundreds, maybe thousands across the whole state. I mean, I don't know, man. It worries me. It really does. As treasure, as, as just a human being, somebody's been very active in my communities and helping people. You know, I think we're, we're headed for just a, um, a disaster. You know, um, it's going to, it's, you know, the banks are going to be involved. Landlords don't be able to pay their mortgages. People can't pay their rents, which means the landlords don't get their money. The landlords can't pay the banks. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, how this is going to be affected. But um, we're going to find out what, what this program is only $275 million. It's not going to go very far, you know, and, and we haven't figured out how we can even help um, how we can even help the landlord yet. We can help the, the commercial landlords, but it's, we, haven't, we don't know if we can help residential uh, landlords, the, those that are in the, in the real estate business on that end. Uh, we're working on it, but I, I don't have that answer yet. You mean as relates to this program or just as another potential program? Oh, as this program. Gotcha. So it's possible, I mean, if there's any money left and if it's possible you can figure out a way to help someone who's, you know, who's a residential landlord. Well, any, well the problem is, the, the, you know, you t it takes a law and the law doesn't specify, you know, right. the law specifies about having a fiscal location. So there's some interpretation about what that means, but, you know, we're going to do the best we can. And I'm, I'm not going to say no to just about anything. I'm, I'm going to be very liberal in my, in my determinations because look, and this is, the, this is how I see it. Everybody, nobody likes red tape, you know? And my job is to get this money in the hands of people who need it. It doesn't do any good sitting in a treasury in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bank vault. My job is to reduce the red tape. As I like to say, uh, we might have some tape, but it won't be red. It's gonna be clear tape. You know? <laughs> we wanna get this money in your hands. That's our job. And I'm going to be very aggressive doing that. Now, with that said, you're all going to have to attest and swear uh, that that your receipts or real receipts and, and real expense. And, and if you, you perjure that, you'll be subject to penalty under, under criminal law. The Louisiana legislative auditor is charged with auditing and, and likely they're going to audit Almost every claim. So, um, you know, if, if you want to cheat the system, um, you know, somebody's going to probably visit you. But I, I want to be very clear. My job is to get this money out of the door. I'm not going to create a program that's so onerous that, that people get frustrated and give up. 
um, I'm not going to punish 90% because of the 10% of thieves that are out there. So the thieves will catch you, but ultimately you'll have to answer to St. Peter one day for that. But um, you know, my job is to make sure that 90% have can get in get into this program, get some financial help, and get this money back, you know, moving around in the economy. What's the website address people need to go to? Uh, www.latreasury.com and click on Main Street Recovery Program. What are the documents people should be gathering and scanning? Well, you, let's start with your rent. You know, you'll, you'll download your lease, scan and download your lease. Um, if, if you get a receipt on your um, rent, do that. Your utility bills. Um, any equipment that you have purchased, you have receipts all of this now. These have to be current receipts. It can't be future receipts. These have to be receipts that you've already spent from March 1st to the day of your application. So um, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. Future expenses. No. Now, if, if there's money still in the program and, and you apply in August 1st and come um, uh, November, First, there's still money in the program, and you've incurred more expenses to reapply. So you could actually come back for a second, second bite of the apple. Yeah, as long as you can't, you can't double dip though. You can't be reimbursed for a receipt that you've already been paid for. Right, right. And then, but to be clear, after the first 21 days that this program is live, people who have gotten money from PPP or say that idle advance, they can go ahead and apply as well. Is that right? Yes, as long as the receipts um, exceed the amount of aid that you've already received. Oh, gotcha. That's the double dipping. You can't, can't right. double. Understood. So this program was funded with, was it $300 million from the uh, CARES Act? $275 million from the CARES Act. The administration costs to run the program come out of that two seventy-five. dollars Correct. That- so, the, so the law allows for up to 5% uh, to be spent out of the 275. And that's going to be for the, the accountant, possibly waiting and for whatever marketing and that kind of thing. Yeah. Marketing, staffing, um, you know, whatever. Okay. What about the potential uh, auditing and enforcement? Does that come out of that same fund or is that paid for by another uh, division of the government? Nope. No, you, there's basically about $13 million set aside uh, to run the program. Now, yeah. Being the, being the good steward that I am, yeah. uh, I do not expect to spend that. Um, but it is very expensive. I don't mind sharing this because it's all public record. Just the auditing part of this is $2.5 million. Wow. Yeah. I was a little taken back by that number. Now, hopefully um, things go pretty well and, and we figure out a way to, to, to limit that. But that's that's very expensive to look, to go and um, and have to audit every application. This I think a lot of business owners are going to be excited about this. There's obviously plenty of people who this is going to be a lifeline for. So I'm I'm excited to see how this all goes into effect. But uh, just one last big picture question: What's the status right now in Louisiana at, now that the special session ended and we had fortunately the federal money to help fill in all these budget gaps? Are the books going to be balanced for this next fiscal year? I and mean, everything's going to be fine? Is well, that no? I, look, I'm not. I don't think everything's going to be fine. But you got to understand my perspective. 
and everybody comes from different worlds. I'm an, I'm a small business entrepreneur. Um, I, I mix and mingle in that crowd every day. My best friends are in business. You know, you're all what you hang around with. You're friends with entertainers and, you know, and, and, and writers. You know, you, you, I hang around with business people because that's what my wife and I, I, I do. Not that we don't have any other friends because I have <laughs> politics. And, but I have a lot of friends who are in business, Rich, and I'm, I'm very worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, our budget is built, is built on a speculation that a certain amount of money is going to come into the state of Louisiana. I will bet you a cheeseburger at my favorite restaurant because I'm going to win this bet. I will bet you a cheeseburger that we will have a budget deficit next fiscal year or the current fiscal year that we're now in. Um, I think the legislature is going to have to come into a special session in about four months. Once we, we look at the numbers on the first quarter, there is no way in heaven that we're going to get the same amount of money that we did the first quarter last year. That's impossible. And our budget's bigger than last year. So the only thing, the only lifeline we have right now is this CARES Act money. So we're replacing lost revenues or income that we typically have from whatever means with this CARES Act money. That is our only lifeline right now. Uh, because that money's not coming in. Uh, it's just, it's, it's impossible. You know yourself how many businesses are closed right now. And if they're open, how, what's, what limited amount of business are they having? So the state is heavily dependent on sales. And, and the, the two main taxes the state lives off of, a lot of people think it's oil and gas, not like it used to be. Now it's sales tax and income tax. That's probably, don't quote me, I know this is a podcast, but it's probably around 60% of our income is from sales tax and income tax. Now you think about that. When the majority of our businesses are closed or doing 50% of the business that they were doing, the sales tax is down, they're not making as much money, which means that income tax is going to be down. So we're, we're headed for a wreck. It's just a matter of how well do we brace ourselves. Uh, so the, the, not to be Debbie Downer. Right? No, no, understood. Uh, and then, but, that, but so the, the CARES Act money, the federal money, will that, will that make up the difference at least for this fiscal year? Or do you think it's not even going to make up? We're going to be, there'll be a bigger deficit. No, I mean, they use a lot of CARES Act money in the budget. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, if anybody, if anybody gives you that answer, they don't, don't, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Gotcha. This, this is like forecasting, where is it going to rain in New Orleans this afternoon? Right, right. I mean, nobody really knows that. But I mean, my common sense tells me when you're out and about, and you see businesses struggling, and, and you're not getting the sales tax that you were getting, and, you, and you're not gonna be paying the income tax that you were getting, you're, the numbers are gonna be off. The question, as you just asked, do we have enough CARES Act money to offset that? Well, I think that's why after the first quarter, you're gonna see the numbers, and the legislature may have to call themselves in, uh, or the governor may have to call a legislative session, special session, 
to deal with the budget. Um, and if they come in, it's not to spend money. They're coming in to cut. Right. Understood. And then, and, and obviously the, the next concern will be what happens the next fiscal year if there's no CARES Act money. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the danger. Um, and you can get online and read and, and look, being treasurer, I've talked to a lot of treasurers around the country. I mean, back in March and early April, some states were already cutting two, three, four, five percent of their budgets. And Louisiana elected not to do that. I, I think it, it's, it's, a, it's it was a wrong move. I think it's it was the easy move, not doing anything, uh, because you have to take it from somebody. You know, and that's very hard. I spent ten and a half years in the legislature. Nine of those years were budget deficit years. It is brutally tough. Tough. I sat on that appropriations committee for nine plus years. And when you have to take money from people, you make a lot of enemies. I saw it equated just to sort of give some kind of example for people to understand. It's like giving your 16-year-old the keys to the car when they can finally drive. They've waited all their teenage years and to, to finally get to that point. You look too young to have a 16-year-old. But you finally get that chance to drive a car. You give them a set of keys, you know. And then all of a sudden, you got to go back to them when they're 17 and take the keys and car away from them. Good luck. There's no such thing as giving money to something in government and then taking that money back. It's almost impossible. Right. Um, it's very, very difficult. So uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not, believe me, it is not a good position to be in. It's not an easy position to be in. And people who aren't in the seats making those decisions, look at it and say, oh, it's easy to do. Just do this. Just do that. It's not easy. You're talking about jobs. You're talking about people's salaries, their insurances, their benefits, um, everything. So because most of government is people. If COVID hadn't happened, is it safe to say you would have been in some of the best fiscal shape that you've had since you've done the job? Yeah, you know, on, on paper, yes. Um, you know, I, I tell people I got involved in, in politics as a businessman, you know, 12 years ago now, one, because I can afford it. And it's not that my wife and I are just multi-gazillionaires. You know, I, I, I'm a Army veteran, a former narcotics uh, detective. I believe in community service and, and I've enjoyed my service in the legislature and I would, I would do it for free. You know, but one of the things that I bring to the table is the same decision making that I do in my business world. And you do need some of that, Rich. There's no if and buts about it. I know there's a lot of debate in the in the media world and, and on the TV stations, which is why I don't watch TV. But government sorely needs business principles in business practices, especially when you don't have enough money to cover your expenses. Government grows every year, which, which means the burden on you as the taxpayer grows every year. Now, Rich, let me ask you something. Do you get a pay raise every year? I wish. You don't. But guess what happens in government? Government grows 6 to 8% every year. Every year which means the burden on you grows equally. Well, if you don't make any more money, well, how do you, 
how do you cover that that difference? So those are the kind of things that I talk about because I experienced that in my real business world, in my business life. I can't spend more money every year unless I'm making more money. So government's government's problem is that how do they keep up with that automatic growth? And that's a, probably a discussion for another day if you have, if you ever want to get into it. I, you know, that's probably an hour-long discussion by itself. Sounds good. Yeah, we should reschedule. And now I realize you, I probably have taken too much of your time. You need to they go. Already, they're already calling me for my next one. Yeah, I better let you go take care of your uh, getting this website launched. But I um, uh, appreciate you taking the time to explain some of the details and talk about the bigger picture. Thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast today. Anytime, Rich. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.